Hey there, Tired Mamas. You're listening to the Chasing Sweet Dreams podcast. I'm Erin McCormick, certified pediatric sleep consultant and owner of Chasing Sweet Dreams. Welcome back. On today's podcast, we're talking about how to get out of the house when you are sleep teaching or sleep training. So you've reached the point where you had to do some sleep teaching. You no longer want to rock or hold or nurse your baby to sleep. Those multiple night wakings are killing your vibe. And if you had to sit in a dark room and hold your baby for naps one more time, you're going to lose it. You've reached this point where you knew you had to do some sleep teaching to get your child and you more sleep. Perhaps you invested in a personal sleep coach like myself, or you read information on a blog overviewing the different sleep teaching methods. Regardless, you have invested your time and your money on changing your life and getting your little one more sleep. Now, how do you leave the house and risk messing up that heavenly nap schedule? When I work with a client, I do suggest that she stays home and clears her schedule for about five to seven days when sleep training to give her child the best chance of success to learn these new sleep habits. Consistency is the number one factor affecting the success of your sleep training, or as I like to call it, sleep teaching. Most people can make significant gains within four to five days. However, if you have a very strong-willed child or a sensitive sleeper, this may take longer. Okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. When you are changing a habit, you need to be 100% consistent with your messaging. Once that habit is established, you can be more flexible with your messaging. What does that mean? Once you are confident your child has developed new and consistent sleep habits and you're 7 to 10 days into sleep training, then you can cheat a little here and there. In a perfect world, your child would nap in the crib for every single nap and be the most comfortable and least disturbed. However, we need to take care of mom too. It is so important for mom to connect with other moms and get out of the house into the community. For example, a fitness class where you can bring your baby and meet other moms in the same stage of life that you are in is so nourishing for the soul. And let's be real, this is a big life change and a woman needs a tribe. But let's think about it. How do you balance connecting with others and breaking cabin fever with your baby's sleep needs? Your best strategy is to protect the afternoon nap. For baby six months onward, that will be the longest nap and you can make up for a short morning nap. Now let's talk about some strategies for getting you out of the house, okay? Number one is shift the morning nap earlier. Putting your baby down earlier for her morning nap so you can get out of the house on time for that fitness class usually doesn't work, so she likely won't be ready to sleep yet and will protest. Number two, wake her up early. You can put her down on time for a nap and then wake her up early. Yes, I know it really sucks to have to wake them up, but this is one of the best options. If she can get through one sleep cycle of 45 minutes before you wake her, that's ideal. You'll still have that afternoon nap later to catch up on that sleep. Strategy number three, get the nap in while en route to your destination. The other option, which I prefer, is to head out of the house early and get the morning nap in while driving in the car or walking in the stroller. Take that extra, extra long route to get the maximum of 45 to 60 minute nap in that she needs. While you are sleep training for naps, all naps are in the crib, but now you can be a little bit more flexible. Strategy number four, be home for the afternoon nap. Always try to be home for that afternoon nap. When driving home, 
try not to let your baby fall asleep because most kids won't transfer from the car to the crib. And if she falls asleep for say 15 minutes, it'll be very hard to get her back to sleep after that. You usually have to wait the full wake time before the next nap and you'll have a cranky baby on your hands. Car naps are killers for a sleep schedule. Drive with the windows open, turn the music up and try to keep her awake before you get home. If she does fall asleep, then drive around to at least get that 45 to 60 minute nap in. Okay, now I'm gonna go over a little summary to help you with nap timing based on your baby's age. So from zero to three months, this is the newborn bliss stage. Your baby will usually sleep on the go and you can go out whenever you want. Three to four months old, this is the dreaded four month sleep regression. Your baby will be on four naps, usually around 45 minutes each. Her wake time is only about an hour and 45 minutes. This is the hardest stage to get out of the house for since the time between naps is so short and her nighttime sleep, which was probably pretty solid, you probably are now seeing more frequent night wake-ups. Pick one of the morning naps to have on the go. Five months. This is when you're seeing that four to three nap transition. And depending on the length of your baby's naps, you may be on three naps or you may be on four. If your baby only naps 45 minutes at a time, you'll be on four naps. If even one of those naps is longer than 45 minutes, you'll likely be dropping down to three naps. Your baby needs a total of three to four hours of daytime nap sleep at this age. Try to protect that afternoon nap. At six months, your baby should be on three naps for a total of two to three hours of naps per day. Try to get out between the first and second nap. Wake her early from the first nap if you need to. The third nap is typically a cat nap from 30 to 40 minutes. Another great one to have on the go. A good example here would be if you need to pick up big brother from daycare, your little one can take a 30 minute nap in the car. Seven to 10 months, this is where you're seeing that three to two nap transition. It typically takes a few weeks to go from three down to two naps. Don't forget to shift up bedtime and make it earlier on days you have two naps. 10 to 14 months. Once you're fully on two naps, life gets so much easier. The time between naps stretches three to four hours and you can comfortably run to a class or run some errands during that time. 14 to 18 months. This is when you see that two to one nap transition. Nap moves up to 1130-ish and it's usually a super long nap. It's not uncommon to see a three-hour nap when you first drop down to one nap. Over time, this nap moves back closer to 12 and then to one and then will start to shorten in length. Car naps where babe dozes off for 20 minutes can be a killer when you're down to one nap. So I hope you are able to find some balance. Your social and physical needs are important too. It's all about finding balance between these two priorities and it is possible. Thanks for listening to the Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast with Chasing Sweet Dreams, where I share effective tools, tips, advice, and strategies for getting sleep on track. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a mom and dad who might need some rest. Follow me on Instagram at Chasing Sweet Dreams and check out our website, ChasingSweetDreams.com for blogs, free guides, and more information on how I work one-on-one with families to reach your sleep goals. Sweet dreams!